0: Right here, right now. And the are going to the NFC Championship game. I'm your host, Ben Kurkowski, and we typically release just two podcasts a week during the season, but this week is an exception due to the major developments that happened on Monday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles, is out for the season. This can happen to anybody at any time, and this is why it's so, so important to build a great offensive line in front of your star quarterback, if you want them to not only be successful, but also be healthy for a full season. Any hit, any knockdown, any play can end any player's season. But when it comes to the most important player on the field being the quarterback position, you want to protect them more than anything. And so that's why The Packers, for years, had such a good pass block offensive line because they knew how important it was to protect Aaron Rodgers. And that was not the case over in New York. They invested in every other area except the offensive line. I was very excited to see Aaron Rodgers play for the first time on a team with a top-10 defense since the Packers won the Super Bowl. Yes, the Packers, in all of Aaron Rodgers' career, had one season – where they had a top 10 defense. I believe they were ranked number nine in DVOA over the course of that season, and they won the Super Bowl. Last year, the Jets had the number two ranked defense, according to DVOA. They just needed a quarterback, and I was excited to see Rodgers play on this team. And I wanted to see even at Rodgers age, if he was the reason the Packers struggled to get over the top, or if it was our defense letting him down again and again. But we won't be able to see that now. And that means the Packers will only be receiving the Jets second round pick in the 2024 NFL draft because Brian Gutekunst agreed to the trade that Aaron Rodgers had to play at least 65% of offensive snaps in order for the Packers to get the Jets first round pick. And this is the biggest thing I want to talk about today. And it's just more evidence of a failure of a negotiation by Brian Gutekunst While the Packers didn't have much leverage, I understand that. The Jets had absolutely none. The Jets built up a roster that was Super Bowl ready, but only missing a quarterback. The Jets had no way to get a quality quarterback that was capable of winning them a Super Bowl, Super Bowl except Aaron Rodgers. Okay, they might have had a chance to sign a guy like Derek Carr, but they passed on that opportunity because they were so certain they could get Aaron Rodgers in a trade. The Jets had already signed Aaron Rodgers, friends, players. They had already hired his buddy, Nathaniel Hackett. They were committed to Aaron Rodgers and nothing else. They had to get Aaron Rodgers. Their owner wanted Aaron Rodgers. Everything was Aaron Rodgers. And the Packers left that trade of Aaron Rodgers without securing at least a 2024 first round pick. Brian Goodikens should have been able to at least simply get the Jets to give up their first round pick in 2024, even if that meant they couldn't swap places in the first round. Who cares? This is negligent. By Brian Gudikins. You are trading a 40 year old quarterback to a team who, with a notoriously bad offensive line, why are we allowing. The Jets poor roster construction decide if we get a first round pickback. That's just absolutely idiotic. I don't understand why the Packers didn't play chicken longer. This trade happened on the Monday before the NFL draft. Do you really think Woody Johnson would be happy if the draft if the draft was happening in a few hours and his general manager was still not pulling the trigger on the Aaron Rodgers trade? He would be ticked. Freaking out. Nobody expected the Packers to be good this year, anyways. There was no pressure on the Packers for an office. They don't even have an owner in their back pocket. It's just them. You should have gotten to an hour before the NFL draft and then made Joe Douglas, the GM for the Jets, crumble. This trade should have been this year's second round pick and next year's first round pick and That's it for Aaron Rodgers. Brian Gutekens refused to play hardball, and the NFL draft was the day he should have waited for, and now the Packers are without the Jets' first-round pick. The Jets won on Monday night, sure, but they have one of the most difficult schedules in the NFL, and they are going to struggle to beat every single team they play now. That could be a top- 10 pick at the end of the year, maybe even a top five pick with Zach Wilson playing quarterback. That's a huge mistake. That's simply negligent. And the Packers future roster building is significantly hampered by Gutekind's decisions. Once again, there are absolutely some top tier talent. The Packers have never been able to get their hands on because we've always been a successful franchise. The Packers had a chance to get their hands on these guys, whether it was Caleb Williams, Drake Mayick, quarterback, our star receiver, Marvin Harrison, a guy who just ran faster last weekend than Tyree Kill ever has, but he's taller and a much better route runner. Elite players we're talking about in next year's draft at the top, and the Packers had a chance to secure one of those players, but not anymore. There's so much talent in next year's draft, especially a quarterback, and the Packers should have kept their options open, and now it will be difficult to do that without the extra first round pick. And you can't say that, well, at least gutekind got the Jordan Love pick, right? Did, Did he? Did he get the Jordan Love pick? Jordan Love, after three years on the bench, had a below average day, according to PFF as a passer on Sunday, against arguably the worst defense in the NFL. One game isn't a big enough sample size, but don't go backing up Brian Gutekind's decisions just because the Packers beat a bad Bears team. Remember, that pick could have easily been T. Higgins, who was a top end receiver two year in and year out since he entered the league, having a true receiver two could have easily been the difference between the Packers winning a Super Bowl or not in 2020 and 2021 when Devonte Adams was still on this team during Rodgers' back-to-back MVPs. Would you trade two Super Bowls for not having Jordan Love right now? The answer is a resounding yes. But the failures don't stop there with Brian Gutekunst because there's more we can look at even lately. That gets my blood pumping. The Nick Bosa extension. Nick Bosa had a massive contract given out to him, paying him $34 million a year as an edge rusher. That's quarterback money. The market is going through the roof right now. And now the Packers are due to resign. Their star pass rusher, Rashawn Gary, is due for an extension. You saw Gary at camp. You knew what he was capable of. And the Packers refused to get a contract extension done with Gary before this deal came out. Because prior to this deal coming out the highest average contract out there was TJ Watt at 28 million 6 million less and Miles Garrett makes 25 million which puts Rashan Gary probably closer to underneath that because those are some insanely insanely elite players who haven't had injury concerns so that probably puts Rashan Gary more in that 22 to 24 million a year between Bradley Chubb and Max Crosby that would be a lot of money but it would have been a great move by the Packers to sneak that contract in before there was a new bar set for the edge rusher contracts. Now, Rashawn Gary has the leverage to begin to ask for up to 28, maybe even 30 million a year. The failure to act and get this deal done was a mistake. Anytime in the financial side of things, when it comes to contract extensions, it's always best to get those deals, deals done earlier rather than later. We saw this with Dak Prescott. We saw this with Devonta Adams ourselves. The Packers gave Devonta Adams a new contract early on, and he was like the 15th highest paid receiver, even though he was one of the best receivers in the NFL for years on that contract. That's a big reason why the Packers were so good and successful during that time was because they didn't have to pay Devonta Adams this insane amount of money. With guys you love, guys you know are great players, get those deals done earlier on because their only direction is up for these salaries. And in a league with a salary cap, you need to get these deals done early. Another big mistake by Brian, Brian Gutekinst. And then it's year two and rookie breakout players we are seeing show the world just how good the players they are. Players that Brian Gutekinds had every option to draft decided not to, even though they were great options for the Packers. We talked about this before, but in last year's draft, the Packers opted to draft Devontae White, a 24-year-old rookie who had one good season of college football, playing on the best defense maybe ever. Then he went on to have almost zero impact in year one because of his character concerns, which I didn't even know about, but an NFL GM should know and understand. So the Packers invest one of their top selections in this player, Instead of just selecting Christian Watson and getting him on a five-year cost-controlled contract and not losing two second-round picks to trade up. So a lot of things happened with this one poor choice by Gutekinds. First, Jalen Carter, the best player in the 2023 NFL Draft, who also had his own character concerns, fell to pick nine. But because Gunnickens picked Devontae Wyatt, Carter wasn't a player he was interested in. But he should have been because Jalen Carter, who is two years younger, was elite two years in a row at Georgia at age 20 and 21, not like Wyatt, who was elite at age 23. And in week one, he had eight pressures and finished week one with a 92.1 overall PFF grade, an elite player from day one for the Eagles. This is a guy the Packers easily could have traded up for. But Gudigan's didn't because he allowed past mistakes to control his future and force him to make poor decisions in the future because of his past mistakes. Then on top of that, the Packers had to trade up to get Christian Watson when they should have just used the pick they used on Devonta Wyatt in 2022. One of those second round picks could have been for Drake Jackson. Jackson was only 20 years old, coming into the NFL draft, out of USC, was insanely athletic, insanely disruptive in year one. He was one of the most disruptive edge rushers in the NFL as a rookie for the 49ers. And in week one, he had an 82.3 PFF grade, had five pressures, three sacks in that game better player than Preston Smith is right now in year two. Okay. And that's for a rookie second round pick. That's like no money you're paying him and Preston Smith is off the books. Then with the other second round pick, they could have added another top tier receiver and maybe George Pickens, who's your typical ex receiver, or even adding left tackle Bernard Ryman, who was starting for the Colts and played really good this last week. It's hard to even going back to the 2020 NFL 21 NFL draft where we selected Josh Myers in the sack round, seeing two centers I love so much more in week one play so well. Quinn Miners was awesome for the Broncos. Creed Humphrey is consistently one of the best centers in the NFL while we are playing one of the worst. Then in this year's draft the Cleveland Browns starting right tackle Jack Conklin is out for the year and rookie fourth rounder DeWan Jones is in the game. Now Dewand is not a great run blocker. He probably still needs to lose some weight but as a pass blocker this guy's legit. That's easily a player the Packers could have drafted, and right now the Packers could have a lot more confidence about putting Josh Myers on the bench. They could be playing Zach Tom at center full time and letting some combination of Dewan Jones, Josh Diamond, and Rashid Walker all compete to play at right tackle and still have a backup guy for uh, David Bakhtiari. It's difficult to root for Brian Gutekunst when you see his failures continue to stack up on top of one another. The Packers right now should have Jalen Carter, not Devonta Wyatt. They should have T Higgins, not Jordan Love. They should have Drake Jackson and Bernard Ryman instead of trading up for Christian Watson. The Packers should have Quinn Bynes or Creed Humphrey, not Josh Myers. And we should also have Dewan Jones. That team I just listed would have won two Super Bowls and any average quarterback could be leading that team I just mentioned to be a top tier team in the NFC this year. Then, We should have more money to work with as well. Brian Gutekind needs to begin determining early on which players are truly the future of this franchise and sign them early on because we are wasting so much salary cap space signing these players later on in the process. Now, how do we come back from all these mistakes? First, it's securing your stars long-term right now. That only is Rashawn Gary. Don't let his price continue to skyrocket. Then, it's really understanding what this team really is. This Packers team is going to be hyped up big time. After putting up 38 points and crushing the Bears, this team has a real chance to start the year four and all. Realistically, we must evaluate the current team's capabilities, though. While the Packers are off to a good start, we shouldn't overestimate their potential. We're still not on par with teams like the 49ers, the Eagles, or the Cowboys. This team is not there yet. It can be, but not yet. And so for Brian Gutekunst's decision-making, I kind of hope this team struggles in its next few games so he doesn't get deterred from what is totally true about this team. Because there's a real chance... The Packers struggle to stop the run against the Falcons like they have in the past. The Packers get a rest advantage against the Saints, but the Saints are a good team, and it's early on in the year where their lack of depth shouldn't hurt them as much. Then the Lions are a tough team in week four, but, but there's also a real possibility. Uh, so there's really a, a real possibility the Packers are one and three. If that's the case, Goodikins truly needs to look at this roster and make some big decisions, some big boy decisions. Players in the last years of their contract need to be discarded. If Darnell Savage continues to look and play really well, Gutekun should trade him away to a team needing a fast safety. Same with AJ Dillon. If he plays well in the next few weeks, look for teams who are in need of some offensive tackle help as well. There's no reason Josh Nyman should be a Packer with all the talent we have already at offensive tackle. A team like the Ravens is already in need of all three of the positions I mentioned. Ravens lost. Left tackle Ronnie Stanley to injury. Safety Marcus Williams. Running back J.K. Dobbins. That's a team... That's trying to compete, trying to win a Super Bowl this season, and it's going to be desperate. The Packers need to take advantage of these opportunities. Who cares? Trade three players to the Ravens and try to get a second and third round pick back. That would be an awesome move for players who are not in your your future plans. The idea is for these players on the last years of their contract or possible guys you would like to move on from, look for desperate teams and trade them away. For example, the Jets are desperate for a quarterback. And let's say they wanted to trade for Jacoby Brissett two months ago. They could have done it for maybe a fourth round pick. Now that they're desperate, the commanders will demand a second round pick back for Jacoby Brissett. Supply and demand control the market. And right now in season, when everything is on the line, if you can supply a need, that player has the potential to get you way more back in return than you ever thought they would. And there are playoff level teams who have lost some serious players like the Ravens I already mentioned. The Seahawks have lost both offense tackles. So there are teams in need of veteran plug and play guys. So AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, even, David Bakhtiari, Josh Myers, JRJ, Josh Nyman, Preston Smith, Justin Hollins, Devonter Campbell, Rasul Douglas, Darnell Savage, all of these players should be on the table. Yes, yeah, some of them you don't want to get rid of. But if the demand is there and you need to if the demand is there, you need to be open to offers because you might get an offer you simply just can't refuse. This is the way for Brian Gudikins to come back from these mistakes, especially if the Packers go into their bye one and three because then losing to a team like the Raiders would be critically important to the draft order next spring. So that's all, all we have today, folks. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, give me a review so I can hear what you guys think about the podcast and tell your friends about Packers Now so that they can get all the latest updates on the Green and gold because it's always Packers season at Packers Now. Thanks, guys.